We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can get all your Pack-A-Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And, of course, you can check us out over at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am here, as always, with Andrew Mertig. Andrew, how's it going? It's so good to be back for another Friday edition of the podcast. Yeah, it's great to be back. This is episode uh, 694, believe it or not. And uh, I would be really excited because next week we'd be talking about 701. Um, But actually, we have something much better planned for today. So I'm not going to waste any more time. Um, I'm just going to let you kick us off. Yeah, usually and Andrew are are the self-proclaimed dynamic duo on Fridays, but uh, today we are excited to be joined by new Packaday member, Jimmy Christensen. We're excited to have you with us today. Uh, thanks for taking the time to join us, Jimmy. Thanks for having me on today. I'm super excited to be on with you guys. See the, as you say, dynamic duo do their thing. <laughs> and uh, so no disrespect to Jimmy, but we are really, really excited uh, to have you with us today. We absolutely mean that, Jimmy. But... Jimmy, you are not the most exciting guest that we have to introduce today. Um, is that right, Andrew? 
Uh, no. Uh, in, in all due respect to Jimmy, <laughs> who, who I like a lot, um, but our other guest today is none other than Green Bay Packer wide receiver Alan Lazard. Alan is entering his third professional season coming off of 2019, where he caught 35 passes for 477 yards, three touchdowns. Welcome to the Packer Day Podcast, Alan. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here and uh, see what see what the, all the buzz is about. <laughs> Absolutely, we we are super pumped, and you have to explain something to me. So, so I'm going to go back a few years here. You're a USA Today All American in high school, and then all you do in college is become the Iowa State career leader in receptions and receiving yards. You're all Big Twelve in 2016 and 2017, which I, I would say you've clearly proven yourself on on a really high level. How did you handle not being drafted? Um, I took it pretty hard. Not gonna lie. Um, my first year in Jacksonville, especially being on the practice squad for the whole year, um, that was that was something that was really hard to deal with. You know, it was a a big obstacle and challenge for me personally and within my career, um, both on and off the field. So that that whole undrafted process and being on the practice squad only, I think, lit a bigger fire inside me and, and made me realize on how much harder I needed to push myself. And um, it makes being here today a lot more, feel a lot better knowing that I earned it and that I had to go through hard times to get here and still have the long way to go. Coming in uh, undrafted, you had to work your way up um, practice, lead, or practice squad, became a starter. Uh, worked away into just having a big role for the Packers. And now coming into the 2020 season, obviously there's not a rookie camp. We haven't, we're still hoping that training camp and everything goes according to plan. Like how, how is that going to affect the undrafted free agents this year? Like how's it going to make it even tougher for them to make a team? I mean, they're the ones who really get the short end of the stick, you know, um, losing that whole evaluation process from, um, OTAs and minicamp throughout the summer and then also just you know we really don't even know how our preseason fall camp is really going to be orchestrated and whatnot so just you know with all the nuances that are going to be taking place it's going to it's really going to limit their reps and their opportunity is going to be a lot smaller but those that are are ready and prepared will be able to make some noise. So then you go you go from an undrafted free agent, you get picked up by the Packers, you spend a little bit of time on the the practice squad, you come in, you have a really strong showing in camp last offseason, you, you had a really good preseason, and then you end up getting released and signed back onto the practice squad. What 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 was going through your mind during that time? What what kind of, you know, mental toughness and fortitude does it take to to kind of move through that even though I I really thought you had you had proven yourself at that point? Yeah, that was another uh, difficult process to go through. Like you said, you know, I thought I had put together a well-orchestrated camp um, in preseason to kind of earn a, a roster spot. But, you know, I think the biggest thing that I took from that whole situation is that, which I kind of already believe in, which is control the controllables. And I clearly had no control about what where my career was going at that time. So, you know, I, I, I knew I put forth my best effort and I just still had a long way to go. So, um Kind of going through that whole process, uh, I, very, I was very lucky to become close with a, couple, a few guys on the team. And, you know, going through that whole process, they were there to, to stand by me and support me and to keep on encouraging me. And I'm very thankful for those guys and not only them, but the coaches that kept on believing me as well. 
it's amazing how quickly things can change. You were cut, as was said, you know, after the preseason. And then really just a few weeks, you were carving out a significant role on this offense. And Andrew and I actually had the chance to be there at Lambeau in week six last season when you kind of had your breakout game against the Lions there. And then you clearly, you know, finished 2019 with a ton of momentum. And many people are really excited to see the next step uh, for you this coming season. So what part of your game, I'm just curious, have you really been focusing on uh, to improve to get to that next level as a receiver? Uh, I've really been focusing on my mental uh, for the most part, especially, you know, going through this quarantine and um, all this crazy stuff that's going on in the world. You know, the biggest thing that I noticed when I got to the NFL two and a half years ago was that everyone, for the most part, was on the same level of skill and playing ability. And the ones that were able to really separate themselves were able to do so mentally. And that's, you know, studying the film, studying your opponent, uh, working on your craft, being extremely detailed, and just kind of taking all those things, those um, those different aspects of the game, and putting them all together and kind of forming it into one thing. So I think, you know, it's not just my footwork. It's not just my catching. It's not just my route running. It's, you know, I think it's pre-snap. It's post-snap reads. It's, you know, situational football, third and, and whatever, predicting the coverage and everything. So um, I think, you know, that's that's where I'm able to separate myself right now. And I can, can continue to do so um, throughout this next year. And I think everyone is really, really excited to see year two of Matt LaFleur's offense as well. So I'm just curious, beside yourself, give us one other player on offense that you expect to make that big jump this season and be a difference maker for this team. Uh, Jake Kumaro, to be honest, you know, I feel like he's kind of a silent assassin. Um, you know, he's not too big of a rah-rah guy, you know, besides his long, luxurious hair. <laughs> but, you know, he's someone that I really looked up to when I first got here uh, a year or so ago. And he's done nothing but just been, been consistent and just works hard every single day. And um, he's, you know, I think his, his route running ability, his speed, and just, you know, his overall production is really um, kind of goes under the radar for the most part. But I continue, I, I believe that he'll continue to, to keep making strides forward and really be a huge part of our offense this year. I talked with uh, Tim Boyle last week, and he actually picked uh, Jake Kumaro as one of his players he thought was going to break out, too. Uh, so I'm getting I'm excited. I want to see you and him uh, take the league by storm next year. Uh, but now <laughs> switching over to the defense, I know when we talked a couple months ago, uh, you said you, you enjoyed going up against Jair Alexander the most during practice, yeah. uh, just because the competitive nature of both of you guys. And with Tremont Williams leaving now, that third spot's open. So I was wondering if there's anybody else on the defense that you could kind of come see taking that third spot to join uh, Alexander and King as the, the top cornerbacks on the defense. Um, I would probably say Josh Jackson. Um, just, you know, I went against him in college for three years, at least two years, but I think three years, maybe, um, we had gone against each other. And then, you know, I obviously got the, the chance to play against him last year during, throughout practice. And he, he's really showed flashes of just making incredible plays. I think he's dumb athletic and, and <laughs> super instinctive. Um, so I'm looking for him to kind of, you know, up his level of play this next year and kind of be able to fill the, the shoes that Traymond left for him. Do you think there's a little bit of Iowa bias right there, though? Uh, I mean, <laughs> there's still some rivalry, though. Don't get it. Yeah, just, true, true. Don't get it. You see what I'm wearing right now. Yeah, I know. It made <laughs> me think of it. <laughs> 
So, so this is obviously an offseason that really has never been seen in the in the modern era of the NFL. So, how do you how do you stay physically and mentally ready to perform in the NFL uh, during COVID? You know, um, going into this whole quarantine, uh, whatever we're doing, our new normality today. You know, I kind of took a step back and kind of like thought of a big picture and how the next year or so is going to go. And, you know, it really levels the playing field, so to speak. You know, everyone's, for the most part, in the same situation. And it's really going to be up to who makes an excuse to, to not get better, to not keep on improving, and <clears throat> who's going to let the whole quarantine thing be an excuse. And so, you know, that's something that I really focused on and trying not to, try not to let all these other things that I can't control are going on outside um, to affect me and, and what I'm doing with my craft and everything. Uh, so this, I know you were in Arizona with Manny. Are you still out there? No, no, no. I just, uh, just moved back to Green Bay actually uh, 10 days ago. Okay. Uh, are we going to, I was wondering, I have Manny's, uh, I have his EP on my phone right now. I downloaded it a couple weeks ago. Are we going to have a, are we going to have an Alan Lazard feature on his next project? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> far from that, for sure. All right. If you would do it, would you be vocals or would you have a verse? If I were to do it, uh, I'd probably be like background ad-libs, you know, kind of very subtle. Um, I mean, I may, may drop a verse, but more than likely, it's just, you know, in the background. You, you really ain't going to hear me. I'm going to be quiet with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, switching over for some, from some, some fun stuff uh, to some more serious stuff. We're recording this on Thursday night, but uh, this interview will be a, available tomorrow, June 19th, Juneteenth. And the Packers and Mark Murphy released a statement saying that the organization will close its doors in observance of Juneteenth, not only for this year, but the Packers are planning to make this an annual observance. So obviously, we know actions speak a lot louder than words. And there's going to be a lot of humility, a lot of listening and learning and changing of hearts and minds before we can really celebrate um, progress here, I think. But what does it mean to you to be a part of an organization that is so vocally given its support uh, to being part of the change that we need to see when it comes to racism in America? Uh, it's a very comforting feeling knowing that, you know, I have the love and support from the whole organization uh, from the top down. You know, when I first got to Green Bay, it made it very obvious of why there's such a great tradition of winning and success here is because they have great people in the building, people that care and that are all going towards one goal. You know, so just, just having that support um, and them acknowledging it, like you said, it's just uh, a step in the right direction. And just because, you know, it doesn't change everything that's going on, you know, not going to just end racism or pr police brutality or anything like that, but just acknowledging it, um, I think, is the first step in going in the right direction. So, you know, if we continue to have these conversations, we continue to be uncomfortable and to discuss. But I think the biggest part is to keep an open mind, to sit there, sit there and listen. Don't raise your voice and try to uh, argue just to get your point across. Listen to the other side. You know, play devil's advocate every once in a while. And to have an open mind, I think, could go a long ways. Obviously, this is a conversation that's kind of a long time coming in the NFL. And so, um, you know, we appreciate as fans, I think, uh, seeing the Packers 
uh, throw their weight into this the way that they have and really coming alongside you guys. So again, uh, you know, we we're with you in the wanting to listen and learn and those kinds of things. So we appreciate you uh, being vulnerable and sharing that with us today. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Thanks for talking about it. You know, I think it's, it's little things like that, you know, that's it's going to eventually over time will, will add up to be a huge difference and make a big change. So real, real quick, before we move on from this, uh, I asked Billy Turner this question too. Uh, and just for me, I've, my wife and my daughter, like one thing that we've been really talking about lately is just making sure we're bringing up our kid to be part of the solution, not the problem. Like what are things as young parents of a young kid that like we can do to make sure we're raising a child to be part of the solution? Um, you know, one thing that I've noticed and that I'm grateful for is, is sports and, you know, being in a sports locker room, especially in football locker room when there's multiple, you know, we have 70 plus people, um, you know, then including coaches is that you have people from all walks of life. And, you know, I've been able to meet people from California, Texas, Florida, East coast, Midwest. So I've been able to, I've been exposed to a lot of people and their point of views and their culture. And I feel like not everyone gets that luxury of having that ability, you know, especially obviously being able to play on the sports continually at a a professional level um, only allows me to get more opportunities as such. So I would say one of the biggest things is to be uncomfortable, go, go put yourself in a different culture, go, go invest in time of trying new foods, trying um, new music, you know, listening to people, sitting sitting down and asking about their story, asking about their life. And, you know, the more that you push yourself to be uncomfortable, I think will ultimately have the biggest amount of change. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you a lot for sharing that. And I, I think one of the things that I'm really appreciative about, about, you know, the Green Bay Packers organization in, in general, if you go back to Ron Wolf in the early 90s, um, they sort of went back to this Lombardi era mentality of we're, we're going to bring in really high character football players and really high character people. Um, and, and I appreciate everything that you've had to say, um, the, the things that you shared on social media. Um, it, it, and you can tell, like, you're, you're very articulate, you care about um, our society, and, and that's a great reflection on Green Bay and Northeast Wisconsin and, and our state as a whole and, and our country. So thank you for, for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, three really selfish things I want to do because um, Kyle <laughs> lets me have too much control over that's this show. That's true. That's uh, very true. <laughs> <laughs> one is a huge thank you to Jimmy for organizing this because this has been fantastic. Um, there have been quite a few current players on the Pack-A-Day podcast, but none on Fridays yet. And so uh, this is Friday Kyle the... and my first. Oh, go ahead. So I was saying Friday the 13th. <laughs> and uh, uh nice. <laughs> you gotta yeah that has to be the title of the podcast now yes yep. there you go we'll we'll just change it up yeah <laughs> the the second is i have to give credit to kyle which i never ever do uh <laughs> but he told me on this podcast in december 2018 how big a deal it was that the packers picked you up um and he has been on the alan lazard train since day one and it was pretty cool that kyle's very first game in lambeau field was the game where you scored your first touchdown um and now you get to be the first current player on our podcast so 
kudos to Kyle for that. Alan, I have to confess, though, and I shouldn't do this, but I really thought the Packers <laughs> were going to bring you in and make you a tight end. So um, <laughs> that, that, that's where I was wrong. I was excited, but I had it a little bit wrong. Hey, hey that's fine. Though. At least he saw the vision. <clears throat> At least right. he saw the vision and saw everything that was going on. So I'm going to need to come to a few more games this year, I guess. That sounds good. Thanks for throwing yourself under the bus so I didn't right. have to. And uh, <laughs> finally, I, I don't I don't like I almost never bring up like people from Twitter um, on the show, but I have to in this case because I have a follower. Uh, her her name on Twitter, at least, is Alma at uh, Rosa Malik 07, who I'm pretty sure is your biggest fan, Alan, um, at least the most vocal on Twitter, because every time there's any Alan Lazard related content uh, she posts some reply or retweets it. So could could you give Alma a quick shout out? Yeah, shout out to Alma. I, I see you out there on the uh, Twitter feed, always mentioning me. You know, I will always <laughs> appreciate the love and support. And, you know, I'm going to keep going out there and doing whatever I can to prove you right for being the best fan there is. That is amazing. You could tell that cameo you've been doing has been paying off. That was really smooth. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So, so Alan, is is there anything that that you're doing right now that you'd like to promote, um, or if or and or uh, where can fans find you on social media? Um, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at under or at Alan Lazard, all lowercase, A L L E N L A Z A R D. Um, I'm not really doing anything right now as far as protesting or. Um, a foundation, you know, throughout this whole process, you know, I I like to let my thoughts render and to kind of really let things happen over time because I don't like to rush things and I, I really don't like to force things. So as far as that goes, you know, I'm in the process of it. I've been thinking about it a lot lately and I've been bouncing off ideas from friends and families. And I just want to make sure what I do is in the right direction with the right motive, with the right people helping me out. So Hopefully soon I'll get something together and I'll make sure to let you guys know. That makes a ton of sense. And uh, we appreciate your thoughtfulness and uh, you're being proactive in how you, you know, handle that and all those things. Uh, best of luck on all that. This has been incredibly fun, man. Thanks so much for, uh, for taking the time. It's always great uh, to get a player's perspective on things. Uh, it was really fun to get to know you a little bit better as well. And I know we speak for Packers fans everywhere when we say that we really can't wait to get back to football and watching you uh, catch passes again for the Packers this fall. So uh, good luck in 2020. And thanks so much for coming on the Pack-A-Day podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Go Pack Go, baby. <laughs> oh, I, I actually have a really, really super quick question. Is there a nickname? Laz. Just Laz. Okay. Laz. Laz. It, is it inappropriate for us to make really strange lizard noises on the podcast when you do cool <laughs> stuff? Yeah. The noises might be a little bit too much, but, you know, you can, you can get the, the, the mention. You know, you can, you can get the for the lizard. Okay, all right. That makes sense. <laughs> and, and that beeping you heard in the background was the sound of Kyle backing the bus over me. <laughs> That may or may not have happened, but we won't. Don't go back and listen to those. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
but yeah, a colossal thank you to Alan Lazard for for joining us. But that is all the time that we have today. This has been the Packaday Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, and you can find me at Andrew Murdig. And remember to go check out Jimmy at Jimmy underscore C08. Uh, and check out the at Packaday Podcast Twitter handle as well. Uh, you can help us out by subscribing and rating the podcast on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. You can get to Kyle and myself every single Friday. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.